Welcome back to the Born to Prosper Essential Guide Series. Super excited to be with you today. Episode 17, looking at learning to live by daily standards. Successful people live by daily standards to achieve their result. Episode 16, we spoke about successful people are trackers, and I challenge you to download those six areas or to start getting involved in tracking those six areas of your life, your calories, your food, your cadence, getting some form of exercise tracking, your cash, using a product or app that can track your spending, starting to put your receipts into that for 90 days to shift that habit of yours, your cognitive reading 10 pages a day of a book that once you apply the information from that book will show an upward mobilization of your income. Also your confessions, downloading the Prosper Clock app and using that to record scripture confessions and then saving that as a ringtone, playing that back on a daily basis. Faith comes by hearing by the word of God. And of course, courses. I'm BoughtToProsper.com and the Born to Prosper seminar you can download as well as LeaderBreederWorld.com where you can get a whole lot of good content to start to shift certain mindsets, invest in yourself, bring order to your world as we're on this journey together. So today, successful people learn to live by daily standards in order to achieve their goals in life. Can't wait to be with you on the other side of this. Let's get straight into today's episode. Successful people live by daily standards to achieve their goals. And a daily standard is a set of tasks you commit to live by every day. So what are daily standards? We're going to begin by challenging you to track not only the six areas we mentioned previously, but also by committing to tracking these six areas daily for 90 days. That's how we're going to set a daily standard. So we're going to start to track those six areas every day for 90 days to start to learn what is a daily standard. And we'll be creating these new habits because habits form futures. So remember, we looked at our previous sessions that people form habits, good and bad, and habits form futures. In his book, Derek Mills, a guy that wrote a book called The 10 Second Philosophy, and again, I'm not trying to shove philosophy down your throat, but yeah, he made a very interesting analogy or interesting claim, which I liked at the time when I read it, speaking about daily standards versus goals. Now, he's not against goals, I'm not against goals, but he says that sometimes a goal is something that's far from us, and a standard is something that we do every single day. A quote from his book that I want to read to you a little bit just to give you a bit of a backdrop as to what he was saying, the daily standards versus goals. And he said this, I quote, he said, I always found it frustrating when I had to constantly look to next month, next quarter, or next the next one or two or three or five to 10 years. Having distant goals can be demotiv demotivating because they appear like illusions on the horizon. We can't reach them. And because this is where much of our happiness lies. We don't really buy into them. The negative kickback of not achieving your goals is that it affects your self-esteem and your now, how you feel and how you behave today. So what he's basically saying is that he looked at this area and he said he became despondent when he looked at the goals that were too far away from him. I quote again, he writes, he says, you're probably familiar with the sacred until now acronym SMART goals that all goal setters must bow down to and to which must be followed. SMART stands for specific, the S, M, measurable, A, achievable, R, realistic, and T, time-related. In my experience, SMART goals often cause me to feel dumb, D-U-M-B, and as a result, confusing them to achieve success. He says the acronym DUMB is what some people experience when goals fail to bring them success they promise. It stands for disillusion, the D, when they haven't worked, unmotivated, when they haven't, don't achieve their goals, mad, when they see their life staying the same year after year, or bored, 
by the idea of updating or creating new goals. So life is about the journey, isn't it? God willing, we are along on the journey of our lives, and the actual point of arrival is just a part of that. Isn't it better to travel well and enjoy every day instead of measuring yourself against some external factor that will only give you a continual sense of shortfall? In setting higher standards, you realize you can be yourself one step at a time every day. In doing this, you're able to call on the support of your greatest resources within and other people to keep you in your true self and to be all that you can be each and every day. This is how standards work. They aren't some future-based reality, expectation, or hope, a goal. Instead, you operate by your standard today, just today, one day at a time. Then each day, everything begins to collaborate in your favor. When everything is for you, nothing can be against you. If you won the jackpot, you wouldn't necessarily choose to win it at age 97, would you? At that point, it would be the legacy behind, your values as well as your valuables. What you want is your best of your life today. So I continue to quote, Consider the standards that you live your life by. Did you even choose them? Did they serve you? I've come to recognize standards as being an accelerant to success and happiness because they help people to access their inner talents. What I've understood since the moment in my office is that goals have a limited ability to affect most people dramatically because they are based on the individual or the organization being, having, or doing something out there in the future and are limited in changing the present. Goals distort the reality of your present. The age-old problem with goals. There is a direct correlation between a penalty shootout in soccer and the goals we set ourselves in life. Professional soccer players practice their penalty-taking skills conscientiously because it could be as simple to get a ball past the goalkeeper and most can do it with their eyes closed, literally. So why in key moments or games do they miss? The player can see the ball on the penalty spot some 12 yards from the goal. He sees his teammates standing nervously on the halfway line, biting their nails or with their hands over their eyes. He feels the anticipation and fear of the crowd in the stadium, and at the same level, he doubts his ability, even though he can do that very extraordinary thing in practice. In life, you are the player in the frame on the penalty spot. Standing looking at your goal you haven't achieved yet. Your teammates, or your family, friends, associates, or colleagues, even among them, when you are when you set about a business or personal goal, some are with you, while some doubt and fear for you. The stadium crowd is made up of people in the world around you. Some will be happy and if you fail, and some will hope that you fail. The problem is that when you have yet come to score your goal, and all around you know it and act accordingly towards you, this is important. The plate on the spot misses the goal because consciously and unconsciously they absolutely know they haven't achieved their goal yet, i.e. the goal is over there. But when they do their reality check, the ball is right at their feet. The same is true of your goals. There is always a gap between you and the goal itself, and you know it. This knowledge of the gap, like the soccer player, impacts your very ability to get the best of you in the game. Have you ever used goals as a pathway to success? When I ask this question of an audience, I get almost 100% of those attending raising their hands in response to my question. Is your hand up? The next question is based upon your goal setting over the last 1, 2, 3, 5, or 20 or 30 years of your life. Who is truly happy and successful using goals and is achieving everything they know that they can? A few hands are raised in response. And in setting a goal, it is so effective. If setting a goal, sorry, is so effective, how come? There was a goal setting tradition across the world. This isn't just a New Year's resolution thing. People set goals because we always have. I asked the question, 
How's that working out for you? Are you happy? Many experts in the field of personal development often state, if you have no goals, you're not going to achieve them. And I ask, what if you were to realize you are living according to standards you haven't consciously chosen? You're going somewhere that you don't even want to go, that you don't even realize that you should be going. Many paths diverge in the woods ahead, some you shouldn't follow. You might be working now in a career or a job with companions and in a manner you didn't choose. Around you are people pulling you in directions that you didn't choose. Around you are people pulling you in directions that are okay for them but not right for you, slowing and weighing you down with their luggage. They don't know your truth, so it isn't any surprise that they load you up with the wrong things to carry. The real answer to the problem of goals is to set rules, criteria, levels, and qualities as basis for how you live as you should one day at a time and not allow these standards to be breached. Decide these areas and stick to your standards. I'm not saying do this for the rest of your life, just for today, each day, and one day at a time. If we live at or near our best standards of the day, our future today will be better today because for all of us, we hold dear to those. Over 2,000 years ago, Christ taught us, give us this day, not this decade, not this month, not this quarter, not this fiscal year. Give us this day. Somewhere in, there's a message. I end quote from an excerpt from Derek Mills' book, The Ten Second Philosophy. So I included the excerpt from Derek Mills' books, his book to give you a different take on standards versus goals. So whichever your pathway to commitment is, i.e. goals or standards, I believe the principle of developing healthy daily habits are all part of bringing order to your world. To set some daily standards, you can begin tracking daily things that you want to change. So if you download the Prospect Lock app, like I said, and you set it up and you start to set these daily goals, you're going to start to see things change in your life. Now, getting back to what he was saying in the book, I don't agree or disagree with what he was saying. I simply wanted to give you a different perspective of what he was alluding to that he felt was is a goal for him was something that was far out there. Other people, the smart goal analogy, people live by it, they've got more discipline. What he was basically saying was that a goal is something that's out there. The penalty shootout analogy that he used was that somebody over there, when he's doing it every day, in practice, it seems easy. But the minute he sets the goal and the crowds are watching and the expectation's high, you end up either doing nothing, you end up freezing, fight, flight, faint, or freeze is the old analogy, but you end up doing all these things instead of actually doing what you know to do. And what he's basically alluding to is he says, if you get into the habit of just daily standards, he says you can actually feel a lot more accomplished at the end of a day than if you just keep looking at this big goal out there that just seems like you're never achieving the result. Is that old saying that says, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. And the one bite at a time is the daily standard. That if you just keep chewing away at that elephant every day, you're eventually going to reach that goal. And so I want to say to you as well, is that when you start to live by daily standards in these six areas, just start there. So say to yourself, let's start my morning. If you, I don't know when's the last time you've planned actually a seven-day meal prep plan ahead of schedule, just to actually decide what you're going to eat for the next seven days. You might be saying to me, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't live like that. That's mad. I, when I feel like eating, I just eat what I want to eat. No one's going to put me under this law. I don't live this life. I'm not saying you must do anything you don't want to do. My challenge to you in this section of the Born to Prosper Essential Guide series, Prosperous Order, is to take the challenge, 90 days, and to start to bring order, to plan. For Monday, and that's I said, I went and got help 
from a person who was a nutritionist, a trained person who actually was representing this company that was offering you weight loss. And I used to go and weigh myself every Tuesday at a public place with this woman. And she would ask me, how was your week? And I'd tell her my battles. And I'd say to her, I struggled. Yeah, we went to, and even what's coming up this week? Well, I've got two birthday parties. Well, remember now, just be selective in your choices, blah, blah, blah. So if you have the blowout day, you have a bad day, you overeat. It's not the end of the world. It was that day. You can measure that day. That's the daily standard. I had a bad day today. I didn't have a bad week. I had a bad day. But sometimes we have a bad day and we quit on the goal because we think that's it. I messed up. No, daily standards. I can recover the next day. If I have six good days out of seven or I have five out of seven, they're better than having naught out of seven or having seven bad days out of seven. This is what daily standards does. It starts to challenge us to think differently about certain aspects of our lives. And I started to do the same every day, just make a decision. So for breakfast, have so many calories, you go, but I have double that. I know. That's why we've picked up the weight. Or most people say, I don't eat breakfast. There's a new thing out now. I see people are intermittent fasting. Again, I'm not a trained nutritionist. I'm not trying to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. I'm saying to you, as you start to get help from a trained professional and you start to track it every day, Monday, I eat this for breakfast. Then I have a snack. Or then I have I eat three times a day or six times a day. Whatever it is you're going to decide to do with professional help, you go out there and you start to track it. And then you get on the scale once a week. You go, wow, four kilograms came off. What was interesting, when I started to lose my weight, and by the way, I went from 127 kilos down to 103 kilos. So I lost that in three months. I lost 24 kilograms in three months. People go, wow, that's crazy. But yeah, I was very committed at the time. And then I've told you before as well, over the next two years, I picked up 18 of those 24 kilograms. And you might go, oh, that's not good. Exactly. Because I stopped tracking, my bad habits reappeared. But then over years, I got to a point where I started to understand tracking and I started to get into a more better routine. And now I control my weight a lot better. Always can do better. Always can shed a few. Always can get into better shape. And I'm not putting myself under the law. I will have sweets when dessert when it's offered to me, but we don't have dessert every day. I'll, if we're eating out and I don't, in the past it was, no, I can't eat anything. And the Bible's very clear. If you put a person under the law, like if I say to you today, don't think about a pink elephant with a purple bow tie. Don't think about a pink elephant with a purple bow tie. The more I tell you not to think about an elephant, a pink elephant with a purple bow tie, all you end up thinking about all the time is a pink elephant with a purple bow tie because I put it in front of you. I said you don't think about it. And that's what the Bible says, what the law does. So when we go, I've got friends and family and I know of people that they go on these diets all the time, up and down. And it's not because they're bad people. It's just because they put themselves under a law. So instead of trying to stop everything for six months and then going back on a new diet and then trying it for three weeks and then going stopping everything, why not just get into a daily standard of saying, I've now done that for 90 days. I've got into a nice routine. I actually feel better. I've got more energy because I eat a certain way. And in that new eating way, you maintain your weight. And then if you have a few snacks or a few bad days or whatever, a few desserts. It's not the end of the world. It's just, it's that's what you did. You're living life, but they just get back on track the next five days. And I'll just go back to what you know how to do it. And that's the same with Christianity. When you people say, you know, you need the law to do this. You need to have all these rules and regulations. That's why many Christians don't enjoy Christianity. That's why many people end up becoming disillusioned because it's this whole quest of don't. And that's the furthest thing from what Jesus said. The Jews used to live under those laws and they kept on being burdened and heavy laden. And 
when Jesus came along, he said, no. He said, I've come to fulfill the law. He says, you get a new heart. You get a new spirit. And so you know what to do. You feel bad when you eat something you shouldn't be eating. If you're talking about a diet now. When I was unsaved, I felt nothing for people and things because it was all about me. My heart was a heart of stone. But the minute I got saved, I got a new heart. I got a, a heart of flesh, and then that heart speaks to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks to my heart. Now I feel bad when I do things wrong. Why? Because my heart is talking to me all the time. I don't need the law, a judge. I don't need to be condemned. There's no condemnation in Christ. Now it's the same with daily standards. Don't put yourself under this heavy burden and weight and, oh, I'm a loser and I can't. No. If you overspend in some area and you didn't track your stuff, don't judge yourself. Just get back to, hey, remember, I'm on this journey of transformation. I'm going to start living by daily standards. So once you get into a habit of gym, I look at my boys, my sons, they've got healthy gym habits. They go to gym every day. We'll Sometimes we'll travel somewhere. Let's say we go on a holiday or whatever, and we get to the destination like 4 o'clock and they go, let's go and find a gym. And I go, aren't you guys tired? No, we have a gym today. Their standard is we gym. Now, sometimes they can't get it right. Then I see them running down the road doing push-ups or whatever because they've got a habit of going to gym. Now, for somebody who's overweight and who's got no habit of going to gym, it's the worst thing on the planet, trying to get your body into a routine again. So, remember, but if we do every day, just, okay, how was today? It was hard. Okay, great. Well done. High five. Let's tackle tomorrow. Tomorrow, well, I don't feel, ah, remember, we, we, need a, we need a partner, we need a mentor, we need a fit person, we need a, a person with healthy finances, we need a person with healthy nutrition, we need a mentor, they're going to help us, and we're going to live by this daily standard. And I want to challenge you, Pastor, do you have it all together? No. Some days don't feel like going to gym. Some days I miss gym. Some days I, I don't track my spending. Some days I overspend. Some days I, like Paul the Apostle said, when I find myself, I'm doing the thing I shouldn't be doing. There's no condemnation, but just get back on track. And the same as if your vehicle, it'll remind you, it'll say, hey, get back on track. So get those applications on your phones, get your calorie, your food tracking app, get your money spending app, enroll in that course, get your Prosper Clock app, start to confess scripture verses. In the Born to Prosper book, at the end of every chapter, there's a declaration session. And you can go declare those, those confessions into your Prosper Clock app, say them as a ringtone, set them at a certain time of the day, and start to hear yourself confessing God's word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And watch, whatever your goal is, bit of weight loss, maybe, maybe it's getting order to your finances, you're going to start to feel so much more content and so much more victorious because suddenly you go, hey, things that I thought were impossible were hard. Suddenly now I'm starting to achieve these goals. Why? Because I'm starting to bring order to my world. It's and I'm working with God. And now when I read the scriptures and I've got excess cash, I've got surplus money. We're going to cross. We're going to cover that in the next episode. To begin about bringing financial order to your world, because sometimes you don't need more money; you just need more order. And I say this to you because all of us need money to live. All of us spend all our money every month. But if all your money is only being spent on liabilities and it's not spending a portion of that on God's kingdom or on assets and in improving your life, you're going to feel frustrated and you're going to keep becoming more anxious and worrying about your tomorrow. And the Bible's very clear. Just let's start to bring order to our world. So trust you got something out of today's episode. And I trust that you are on this journey together with me. I'm still committed to this journey with you. And so if you are committed, come on, get those daily standards. Every day, wake up and just, just say, what do I have to do today? Let's cover those six areas. Not all six, maybe at the same time. Sometimes my kids say to me, Dad, how do you read five books at the same time? I said, well, how did you have six subjects at school at the same time and pass your grade? It's, 
We make some things sometimes too difficult. So there's six areas, like you had six subjects at school, cover the six areas every day, just a little bit, do a little bit of every one of them, read your 10 pages a day, apply that knowledge from that book into your career, into your business and watch. Things are going to start to get better. You're going to start to find more order in your business. You're going to start to find more victory. Suddenly the sales improve. Suddenly the systems improve. Why? Because I'm gaining knowledge. And the Bible says what? In all you're getting, get understanding. Amen. So have a great week this week. Re-listen to a few of these episodes. I told you a very important section of the Born to Prosper Essential Guide series, Prosperous Order. Have an amazing week. Come on. Continue on your journey. Get those apps in place. Let's get tracking. Let's get help. And as we get better, watch what's going to happen. Great things are heading your way. Can't wait to be with you next week. Be blessed.